My Love of Life Energy is a podcast created by Anna Scott. Anna knows that every human being sees life uniquely. In this podcast, she will talk to people and learn from them. These conversations are to shine the brilliance of each human being she speaks to. Join her. After each exploration, you will expand on your insights and see truth and beauty. Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to my podcast, My Love of Life Energy. And today I have the honor and kind of the mystery is I reached out to, um, when I was writing a blog about kindness, I was searching the web and I came across this beautiful organization called kindness.org. And it blew me away. And I really wanted to know who would create a nonprofit to want to bring this work into the world. So I emailed them and lo and behold, I got a response. And now I'm getting to talk to Jacqueline Lindsay, who is the co-founder, who I know nothing about. (laughs) And other than the two minutes, I can tell that just a bright light in life. So welcome to my podcast and thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for having me, Anna. I'm thrilled to be here. So I'm so curious, what made you what made you start kindness.org? Well, I, I've always been in the nonprofit space and have always had a, a drive and passion um, to be a part of solving problems um, through charity, um, through generosity, working with people um, to help them think about their role that they can have in contributing um, to major issues. So from domestic to international missions, uh, I've been very fortunate and humbled to uh, be a part of that and, and be a part of that work. And several years ago, uh, just on my own journey of figuring out what I really wanted to contribute to, what I wanted my direct mission, if you will, to be, I kept coming back to this idea of human kindness. And truth be told, it felt so ambiguous and so contrary to how I normally operated, which was very black, white, you know, impact data and kindness felt immeasurable. It felt um, very ambiguous and hard to understand how to know what it meant and how would you show success around it. But I also saw an opportunity for kindness to have a seat at the table. If you think of any problem, you know, in the world. Uh, And so I decided to leap of faith, quit my job and here we are. (laughs) Wow. You, you said two things that um, had me, my hand touched my heart, which I, when I do that, I can feel the energy of the power of it. And the first you said, you know, I wanted it from a place of generosity. What do you see about generosity? Because that's not something I hear a lot of people say, like do it from a place of generosity. We all as people um, are able to be generous. We all have the capacity and it's not just financial generosity, you know, our time is the most valuable commodity. And when we give of our time, when we give of our mind, um, that's a willingness to give of yourself and share for the greater good of humanity. So when I think about generosity for me, it's simply that willingness um, to give of yourself uh, for something beyond yourself. Oh my God. I have tears in my eyes right now because I can feel, I feel how, I see how you see that to be so true. And then why, why is it, from your point of view, what do you see about um, the power of kindness at the table for every problem? Because that's, that's radical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So if you take any modern issue, the many, there's endless, countless ones. Um, so uh, they're persistent and they're global. And first off, I want to just say, I don't think kindness is the silver bullet, but I think it's the essential ingredient. And what I mean by that is I'm not trying to come at this in a naive way that if we're all just kind and, you know, um, kumbayaing together, that everything's going to be okay. There's a lot of hard work that has to be done to actually problem solve and advance the world um, towards more equitable, um, equal living. But if you come at it from the lens of how are you showing up to choose kindness for those around you to lead with the desire of that choice at the forefront of how you're engaging with people, if you think of any issue pervading our world, it has to be there, right? We, we have to be willing to have kindness be a part of that discussion of problem solving. If you take homelessness, what does it look like to choose kindness? It's not saying that you... Um, you know, have to be a part of every local global movement trying to tackle that, but you can give dignity to the person experiencing homelessness that you're walking by. And it's those micro behaviors that when you start to add that up, the ripple effect and the impact, you start to see the incredible role kindness can play in moving the needle forward. Oh my God. I, how did you, how'd you come about that? How did you see this? Well, I will say that I lead with my heart. Um, but when we started thinking about this, it was with um, someone who was actually a donor of my last organization. And we had built a really wonderful friendship. And he is a serial entrepreneur. And uh, when we started thinking about doing work in the space of kindness, first thing we did was really try to understand the market, if you will, who's out there talking about kindness. We looked at kindness adjacent work, like compassion, empathy, and pretty much everything we saw, there was so much happening. There were so many different initiatives and, you know, thought people giving thought to it. But what we saw was a real opportunity to blend science with solution. So using research and data as a means to inform building a kinder world um, through action, uh, that was where we decided to begin. And so frankly, it's been many years of trying things, learning, being a student of kindness, um, bringing in scientists into our um, organization who are helping to shape the strategy of how science can really be applied to build a kinder world. Um, and much of it has just been figuring out um, what we don't know um, and leveraging what we do know and then turning it into products and programs that can really move the needle in these different ways. What is it that you personally love about kindness? Hmm. Well, it's uh, something we're all capable of. It's globally understood. It transcends difference. It's um, something that goes beyond borders, age, uh, sex, you know, culture. It's just something that can be a connective tissue for everyone. And I think probably the thing I'm most inspired by is it is a choice. So this is not a feelings-based movement here. This is about you as an individual have the power to choose or not choose kindness. And sometimes you're making those micro decisions almost subconsciously. Um, and uh, we are here to hopefully help guide more people to choose kindness more often. And the fact that it's action oriented, this is not passive. This is demanding of your intentionality. That is so exciting to me. I, um, 
my, my mind is going 60 miles an hour. And so, well, not really, actually, that's not true. I, um, what have you seen the power of kindness? Like in your mm-hmm. research, what have you seen? Well, uh, as just a tool to have in your tool belt, if you will, kindness is something that affects your mental, physical, emotional well-being. We have done extensive research looking, for example, at the effect of kindness on wellness, um, specifically happiness and individual well-being. And uh, it's remarkable to see the significant effect every time you do a kind act what it does to your happiness and well-being, your state of of mental health. And uh, we've seen studies that have shown it affect, you know, positively affect um, blood pressure, anxiety, depression. Recent research has shown that kindness is the most effective way to improve subjective well-being of an entire group, uh, like an entire community. So... (laughs) right? Talk about power. Talk about, talk about real power. It's like, who knew, you know? I, I, I just think of all the money spent on offsite retreats. Here. Just go be kind as a team. You'd save a lot of money. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so wonderful. And, and what are you seeing? Um, I've been interested in companies. Like I, I've worked with a couple executives who really led by kindness. And I watched the power of the numbers, what happened. Like one was um, worked with AAA and her numbers for roadside assistance went through the roof. But because people felt heard and seen and she was just being kind, not just. She was being kind. She understood the power of it. And I'm wondering if you have seen or found any of um, that kind of support of what kindness does along with. Yeah, kindness in the workplace is an emerging field of research, which we're very intrigued with and ourselves are starting to dabble in. And what I can say so far, what we're seeing, um, there's a real case to be made that when leaders are prioritizing kindness as a core value for how they operate, how they treat their employees, how they treat consumers or customers, it has a direct impact on bottom line. It has a direct impact on employee engagement, retention, absenteeism, because people do feel like they're being cared for. Some of the simplest things we've heard from executives when they're doing their you know, corporate surveys and how do people feel so often the things that have the greatest impact and the requests that are being made are things like, I wish my boss would just acknowledge me and say good morning when they come in instead of heading straight to their office. Um, I, I wish that we had time to go get the coffee in light of COVID, the pervert coffee where you're maybe just doing a little zoom date for 30 minutes, but Um, it's these micro moments where people do just want that connection. And it's not about the grandiose heroic gestures. It it is the smallest things that truly in what our research has validated have the most significant impact oftentimes. So what we're hoping to do is by putting a prioritization on kindness within companies, get away from the idea that it's a ton of workshop trainings and, you know, um, the things that can, be momentarily inspirational, but not have long tail impact and really get into a habit of power. You giving your team the tools to more effectively choose kindness, 
more often choose kindness? And are you leading by example? And what you will see is a shift in everything that matters to companies. Um, and I have asked, I have said, you know, to the team, we've talked it about the idea, does it matter the intention? Um, you know, if a, if a leader's doing it to affect bottom line, does that change it? And the truth is, I don't know, because if kindness is happening and the bottom line's affected, it's a win-win, you know? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, um, I think you can feel the truth of kindness. Like you can feel the agenda of it. And then there's the true nature of the human being. Mm-hmm. And you feel it like those little surprise moments where somebody just does something kind because it just occurred to them or that it's their nature. They're just letting go what they think to do something kind. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the most powerful things I've ever, I had broken my leg and I watched people who were in their head. They didn't see me, but when somebody wasn't thinking and they were present, they immediately jumped up to help me. It was like I was doing a scientific study with this broken leg. Mm -hmm. And I watched people's nature because I believe our nature is kind. And I think we get caught in our thinking and then we don't see it. But when we fall out of it, it's right there. Yes. We are born with the capacity for kindness. You're right. um, Spot on with that and lived experience and, you know, multitude of just life factors, um, upbringing and what we're exposed to in school and uh, the list goes on. It starts to erode, you know, at that natural tendency we have. Um, but there is so many research studies to validate empathy and kindness emerge in children as young as two years old, um, naturally, just a natural part of how they're wired. So we all have the capacity for it, but again, it goes back to, it's up to us to, to choose it. And I do feel it's important for people to know, like anything that you're trying to do good of, you cultivate the muscle of it. You know, some things might not come as easily or naturally. Um, and that doesn't mean, uh, we don't take the time to build it up like exercise, you know, or trying to eat healthy or something like that. You form the discipline, you set the intention, you do the hard work and the reward is there. Mm. Mm. And what, where has been your greatest success? What are you most I'm proud really, of? Yeah, I'm really proud to say that. So we're constantly conducting meaningful research to try and move the needle in a measurable way. Um, and the way we design our programs is by looking at existing literature and then hearing from people uh, on what they feel they need and, and really starting to co-develop it and create solutions that are evidence-based, but are informed by the real world. Um, so it's the joining of research with, with real people and, and combining that together. And uh, two years ago, we developed our first real full-fledged applied program. It's an evidence-based curriculum called Learn Kind, serving kindergarten through eighth grade. Oh, wow. Uh, a free curriculum, uh, social emotional learning. It's in that vein. Um, but we lead with science. So the students are student scientists. The model is based on something called inquiry based learning, which is a framework that allows the child to lead with curiosity and taps into their intrinsic curiosity that all children have. And uh, they're um, 
a scientist who goes on a journey throughout the curriculum to learn about the benefits that kindness has. Uh, and then they apply it and, and they figure out what happens when they apply empathy, what happens when they apply communication, um, emotional regulation. So it's helping equip children with that um, choice of kindness at the end of everything, but giving them tools they need to even get there as a, as a young child. So it's been incredible to see that program take off and there's been remarkable demand and even more remarkable impact. Wow. That is so cool. It reminds me of Dora the Explorer. Did you ever see that show? When kids, my daughter was little, I don't know if it's around, but it's like, what I love about it is what your point, see, I, I believe that people, as you said, we're all inherently kind, but we don't see it because it's so small and it doesn't look like it's anything. Mm-hmm. We don't see the power of it. We can't see the reverberations. And what it seems to me what you're doing is going, no, pause, look, see this, see the power of what this does mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and how it is so small. It's so, um, it's like sometimes somebody will uh, help me get it out of a parking spot and they have no idea the impact that they had on mm-hmm. Like that little micro moment. Yeah, exactly. But what it seems to me that you're having the kids begin to really see it mm-hmm. and see exactly. the power of it. Is that what you're doing? Yes, yes, yes. You're spot on, Anna. And, you know, it, it was... It, it, it was a hard, uh, <laughs> a hard question to know what to answer because I'm proud of so much. But, but on the research side, I can tell you what you've hit on that I think is so important to share is that there was no understanding of impact of those choices, you know, share, giving someone, helping someone with a parking spot, for example. Um, and in fact, if you look and think about how kindness is even framed anywhere you go, it's, it's this idea that it's random. So we've been doing a lot of work to rebrand kindness is what we talk about as a team and get away from this idea that kindness is random. It's anything but. Uh, It takes intention. It takes thought. It takes that momentary of, oh, I'm going to help with this parking spot or not. I'm not going, you know, and um, so we're constantly making these choices. And the scientist who runs our research department, Dr. Curry, we've been working with him since the beginning, comes from Oxford. He brings such a unique lens to this idea of measuring kindness. And he develops um, a really incredible, robust study that we've undertaken, which is actually starting to measure the cost and benefit of thousands of acts of kindness that we could do every day. With the hope being the result, not only will we contribute to science and our understanding of kindness, but we've created the world's first ever database of kind acts. And oh, those wow. kind acts, yes, can be, they're, they're rated by the public at large. So we've had tens of thousands of people rate these acts of kindness. And then we're better able to know what acts are considered the most effective things that you can do day to day. You know, if you want to do something at more of a grand scale, and we can start to guide people, not with random kindness, but with what we call recommended kindness. Um, And you're right, it's people really showed us, it's the smallest gestures, you know, the top 10 list included um, calling someone and checking in on them. You know, that was one of the most meaningful things that people said mattered when you think of choosing kindness. So we're still. I'm, in the I'm dying to know what else is on the list, just out of curiosity. 
oh goodness, I'm um, helping with groceries, um, texting someone that you're grateful for them, um, uh, uh, thanking a colleague for their work contribution. I can actually, I'm not sure how you do your show notes, but I can send you the top 10 list. We did it for stranger colleague, um, friend and family member. So we have the top 10 things you can do for each of those, um, subgroups and I'll send that to you so you can. That would be wonderful. Yeah, that would be wonderful. I, um, what it just occurred to me that is useful to me, because I really, I love the, the nature of kindness and how it spontaneously does come up. And, but what I saw you just do is, is you widen people's awareness. Like I have a set thinking, a limited bandwidth of what I do, my automatics. And what I just saw that you did is that you expand and, and, Um, my world gets bigger when I hear about other people's acts of kindness that didn't occur to me. Does that make sense? Of course. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I I am one of those people who calls people all the time, but there's other things. I know when you said that, I'm like, oh no, that's not what I normally, like that wouldn't be my mode of kindness. Right. And so the beauty of this research, we're still thinking through the application side of it, but the beauty of the research is that we now have a massive database that we can start to turn into tools. So let's say you're you know, interested in doing something that pushes you outside your comfort zone a little. You can use the database as a way to discover new acts of kindness to get out and try that day. Or if you're someone who um, doesn't do kindness as a normal part of your day and you're curious, well, what's the easiest thing I could try? this database can act as a guide to say, this is one of the easiest things you can get out and do today. And yet it will still have an incredible benefit. So we're really proud of it. Do you ever have people, did you ever have people notice their own kindness? Hmm. Just in the sense of track it, like what they do that they may not be aware of. Actually, that's a really interesting question. We have done a few studies where we have asked for self-reporting surveys from um, participants on what kindness they did. We published one paper that looked at kindness across seven days where we had people report back every day. Can you tell us what you did? Um, And that was a really interesting study. Um, People all were tracking it, but hadn't ever done it before. Um, And they became first incredibly aware of what they do and don't do and the opportunities they have to do more. Um, But they also realized how much better they felt being aware of it, being more intentional and conscious Mm -hmm. of it. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of room to keep digging into that for sure. I I think that's interesting because what you're also, um, there was a guy I studied with Donnie Epstein who said that, you know, we get rewarded for the good feelings like that, but we're not aware of them. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's why I love what you're doing with kids. The more we become aware of it, see it, then I, but if I'm not aware of that's the feeling, I just let it go by. Right. Yes. If, if all of a sudden what occurred to me right now is the more that I want to feel that, then, oh, I would keep doing that. Right. Exactly. Wow. 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 And where, where do you want to bring this? Where's your dream? If you were going to bring this anywhere, what would be your wildest dream? 
iwantkindness.org to be the leading organization for anyone anywhere in the world to more effectively choose kindness. So if you want to bring kindness to your workplace, to your community, to your home, to your school, we are the source that you come to to access evidence-based products and programs to do so. So really, I want to serve the world. Um, we <laughs> through, <laughs> um, through our research, um, we've largely focused across the U.S. and the U.K. Um, just because of where our team is made up. Uh, but we have active audience across social in, you know, 190 countries. So we certainly have seen kindness does transcend difference. And this is a message that everyone can participate in, um, or, you know, a mission everyone can be a part of rather. Mm -hmm. So my hope is to only continue, uh, to grow our research and turn it into growth of applied products and programs. So you can continue visiting us, um, we have a really remarkable get started resource page that uh, houses, you know, our findings and tools so people can go find what they need. And we're always growing that. I, I'm really curious. Um, I know that you're doing here, but what just occurred to me to ask you was, have you um, done any research with like tribes like the Maasai or the tribes in, you know, the Amazon? I'm wondering like how they would seek kindness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. We, we haven't, but the research director who I mentioned earlier, his name is Dr. Curry. He is an evolutionary psychologist. He's done work um, really largely focused on morality. And he is the man behind the world's largest morality index, where he did research across cultures around the world. And I'll have to clarify and find out exactly which groups he worked with, but I do believe he had some that were a little bit more off the grid and that was looking at right and wrong, but it's all very connected, of course, to kindness. Yeah. I mean, it would just would be interesting is to see something at that, that fundamental, just curious. Mm -hmm. So we're coming to the end and I'm just curious where, where do you want to send people? And if you have a request for a donation or support, what would that be for you? Oh, thank you. Um, we are a nonprofit, but we do not have a donate button on our site. We really work with um, strategic partners and private donors. So I, I suppose should anyone be listening who has a, a interest in learning more about that side of our work, we have a really intimate group of very smart, committed people helping us do this work so that we don't have to ask the greater community for money. Um, as far as everyone else, I would say kindness.org. You can find, if you go to kindness.org slash get started, um, you can find our resource hub. But even just visiting the homepage will allow you to easily see our research and all the different applied you know, programs we've developed. And um, we would love you to engage with us. We answer, as Anna knows, every email that comes in, we try to respond to. <laughs> Um, you know, follow us on social, engage with us, and uh, um, we're here, and we we believe in collaboration. We can't do this work alone, uh, so we love working with people to help bring this mission to life. So if there's like the Gates Foundation or like that, if they came in, I don't know if they're on your board yet, but if they came in with a huge... <laughs> Yes, that would, come talk that would to be me. okay. <laughs> that would be, I'd be open to discussing that. Why not? Let's dream big. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. 
Jacqueline, I really appreciate your time. And I just, um, I'm so grateful. My mother used to say, we've, we've created all this technology, but we haven't learned how to be kind to each other. And it's always stayed with me that kindness is the most important thing that we can do. Because I believe when people are kind, the energy and action come with it. It's not a, a quiet thing. Yeah, It's a very something to somebody else. So thank you for coming on this. And I really appreciate it. And I hope a miracle comes out of this for your organization. Thank you. thank you, truly. I'm so happy to be connected with you now. Thank you for having me today. Great. Thank you. Thank you.